Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second ever episode of Dungeons and Diapers. I am Crofton Steers, one of your two jovial Canadian hosts for this auditory experience. With me, uh, as always, is, and by always, I mean for the second time ever, is uh, Ryan Murphy. Ryan, welcome. Hello, I'm here. We've switched hosting duties, not to alarm anybody. But uh, I thought it was an interesting experiment, you know, go like one episode, wait three months, a whole child, and then record a second episode and switch hosts and and confirm that switch not two minutes before we start recording and, and clearly giving good old Crofton a panic attack, and which right, I recorded. Right, right after I buy a switch. So it all... Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of switching. I just hope yeah. that I don't have to put out a kid for every time we do an episode. You know? Um, I mean, I think that's on the docket. Not, but it is going to be you. It's not us. Like uh, me. Yeah, I'm. You're due up. You have to do the next three episodes, then I'll take care of the rest. All right. So <laughs> five five kids total. I get it. Uh, yeah. So last episode was right before i was to have my second child uh so now i have had said child and to give you an ex- an idea dear listeners of what my life has been like mm-hmm. uh, it has been multiple months since we have been able to sit down and do a podcast and even the other podcast i do the good bad or bullshit podcast i had to hire a babysitter to be able to <laughs> to be able to get an episode in because honestly Two kids is hard. It's hard. It's not and, easy. Uh, no, it, it, uh, and just recently, we can talk about it a little bit later. I, I've I've managed to hit some sort of balance. So we joke. I don't think I'll have to have another kid to do another episode. No, Hopefully, yeah. we can be a little more regular. But man, anyway, I'm glad my my new addition's name is Clara. She's awesome. She's doing real well as far as babies do. She's got you know great demeanor. We had a couple of we had a couple of issues early on, like we were in and out of the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but it was a lot of like uh, stuff that they just they check. You know they they're really safe, so they they you give a blood sample at birth um, and they test a bunch of stuff and they they have you come back for a bunch of th- other tests if if things don't line up. So there's nothing to worry about really. Right. So, uh, all is good. Months have gone by. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she gets growing great with her sister. And, uh, now I'm a double dad and, uh, and I'm loving it. So how are things going with you, Ryan? Pretty good. It's been, you know, it's been a few months since this podcast. So a lot has happened in between. Abby is still going, you know, quite strong, and Caden's doing a, a great job at being a big brother. And uh, and and I know uh, I promised I would keep everyone sort of from the first episode, you know, uh, up to date on the neighbor situation. So are are we ready to? Do you want the neighbor update? Dun dun dun. So, so just like now, here's the thing. Um, in terms of how the sausage is made here, we'll probably be releasing a couple episodes back to back, so people won't have to wait as long as I've had to wait <laughs> to get to get this update. But for those like... who don't remember, mm-hmm. it like the the crux of it is: is your neighbor an asshole yes. or is he a twin? That's the deal, right? That was the original question, and I think I, I when I updated the notes and I said update on the neighbor. I had actually messaged you and said like, "Hey, I've got an update, but I'm gonna save it for the show. So hopefully, this will be like you. We need to set up a recording because this this update needs to be told. And um, the question has has now become a little different because now the question is, is my neighbor an asshole, or is my neighbor an asshole who also has a twin? <laughs> you know, simplified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can and. Is the twin an asshole too? I don't. That that is the real question. Is the twin the asshole? Now, I I mean, I can't confirm nor deny that. Like, I don't know. But I guess like, what what's the math term where you can get rid of similar functions on both sides of an equation? I guess you can just remove the asshole and just say like, terms. Is he a neighbor or is he a twin? You know. he is a neighbor, I guess, so maybe it just doesn't work. You can't just remove everything on one side of the equation. Uh, but basically, I was talking to my other neighbor, who's who's you know kind of connected with with the 
the local town. He kind of he's been there since childhood, so he kind of knows everybody when they you know they grew up together. So I find out. I told him the story about the mall where I where I say hi. I, I accost him in the mall, and he says, "Haha, I don't know you." And he walks away. I have a twin. Um, turns out he does have a twin. They are identical. Oh, um, twins. Yeah, they're identical twins. Now they are different enough, and I've come to the conclusion that these identical twins are built differently enough that you, I would have been able to tell the difference because they showed a photo to me back to back from a month ago, and I'm like. Like they, he pulled up his Facebook profile and like scrolled through photos, and and the, the twins were there, and it's like, ah, okay, I get it, yeah, they're twins, but you know, not so. And I even said this to the na- I said this to my other neighbor, not so much that I would make that mistake. Like they're they're identical, sure, but they're not identical. They don't have the same haircut. They, no, you know, one yeah, okay. different builds. Like one's one's a little more muscular, one's a little smaller, and basically the conversation turned into it was like, well, that was the, that was my neighbor. So he was playing, I don't think he was playing stupid. I, I think he just reacted poorly, therefore an asshole, but an asshole who also has has a twin. Uh, and, and then, you know, my neighbor begins to overshare and starts continuing to scroll through photos and comes to a photo and says like, oh yeah, and they, and they both were actually centerfolds in Playgirl. And then he goes to show me the photo that was, that was his play, what? his Facebook profile, I'm not joking. <laughs> so like... This took a twist. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'd be fine with someone unverified saying, like, yeah, your your neighbor who who is a twin, also an asshole, could very well have been, you know, been in, like, Playgirl magazines. I would not know that. I, I do not. I've never read one. Um, but then he actually. Great sh- articles. Yeah, yeah. Great. The, great, the articles are great. Um, yeah. But then he pulls up the photo and it's like him. Like it's like a centerfold po- photo, but it's it's him. It's his Facebook profile photo. So like, I'm just like I gotta check out. Like I can't, I can't deal with with so, this in, uh, anymore. So two things. Yeah. Number one, f- first off, like it's my experience that that just because they're a playgirl or playboy, because they're twins, the bar of entry to get in is a lot lower. Like, no offense, you don't have to be like a 9 or a 10 out of 10. You can be a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10, but you have the novelty twin factor. That's just an aside. Sure. The, 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 other, the, the other thing is that I have to think that, that if I had a twin, I would be using that twin as excuses to get out of social awkwardness all the time. Wait a minute. Because so if you had a twin, you'd be an asshole. You're you're confirming that I, right now. I'm not saying I would be an asshole, but I'm saying I hate social awkwardness. I hated so. So like much. if a neighbor accosted you in the mall and you didn't recognize them, you'd be like, "Oh, I have a twin." Happens all the time. Yeah. Well, like I mean, if I didn't recognize, <laughs> it sounds like in this case he did recognize. The reason he's an asshole recognized you. He didn't. And was like, I, he didn't. I don't think so. so. Okay, so maybe then he's legit not an asshole because he's like, he he says, oh oh I don't know this guy he must know my twin, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're, I guess. We're, whereas I would be like, you know, if somebody comes up to me and I'm like, oh I really don't want to talk to this guy, uh, I'm my twin, you know, like uh, you you must be wow, talking I, to the. I can't believe you're taking his side. I'm not taking his side. I'm not saying that it's not an asshole thing to do. I'm just saying it gets you out of a social awkward situation. Here's the thing. I get along with everyone. And when I don't get along with people, it bothers me to You're like me to the core. And and there are certain people where if, if we keep not getting along, like we get along. Like he lives next door. He sticks to his land. I stick to my... I've had other stories, but we've always... It's always worked out like another, uh, I mean, if we had done a show regularly, I probably would have had like three or four stories to kind of like spread across. But like they, they respect that they have their side. We have our side of, of land, I suppose. Like they have their, their house. I'm going to explain home property ownership to you folks. No, like, like we, we have our separate, separate goes and like, but like he barely, he's just not very social. So maybe he's just. Maybe he's. Maybe I have to step back here and look at myself and think, he's not an asshole. He is just a twin. Maybe it was a misunderstanding, and he's just he's just not very social. And that's at the end of the day. Like maybe I was that asshole the whole time. 
sometimes, you know, you just get a certain amount of socialness. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a twin, it gets divided in half. So twins, by their nature, are just less social. However, like maybe the other twin is super social and he got like a quarter of it. Like that twins movie with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, definitely Danny DeVito was the more charismatic twin. Um, The Uh. thing is... Well, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger got everything, right? And the joke was Danny DeVito didn't get, he got bupkis. Well, he got the charisma. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, like, the smartest, strongest, all that sort of stuff. But didn't they both end up dating, like, twin supermodels or something? It's a movie, so probably. (laughs) Um, But those those twin models would have probably been sevens or eights, not nines or tens. And they were both assholes. Yeah, true. So... Just, just to close the book on on the neighbor for now. Yeah, for now, um, I don't, I don't, yeah. For now, I I would say that like I am a hundred percent like you, and this is something that I've had to deal with at work, especially um, as I manage staff and all that. I oh, the wanting to get along with people and wanting everybody to like me and that sort of stuff. And the thing you, you realize with these guys is that you give them. Say he is an asshole. Say he is a jerk. You're giving him this power, right? Like you're giving them over this like, podcast. Well, no, well, maybe, but over your like, if if it's bothering you, if you're sitting at home or 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 mowing your lawn and looking at his his side of the land <laughs> and being and being like, God, this guy, he drives me nuts. Well, in a in a way, you know, he's you're giving him this power over you. That all really the only thing that you guys have in common is like you live next to each other, right? So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, I've come around on it. It's like, you know what? It it is what it is. I I don't have to engage with it. I can just kind of live my merry life. And and like I said, like, I, he, he deep down he could just be he could be uh, this this nice guy. And and uh, no, he couldn't, Ryan. He's a twin. Yeah, that's all right. True, yeah. So so let's move along here. As the host, I feel obligated. <laughs> yeah, come on, move it along. Let's go. To, to move it away from your neighbor and into uh, to the dungeons aspect of this show. And, and by that, we're talking about some of the geeky stuff that we uh, we enjoy and how we kind of balance it in with our regular life. And this is something I've been giving a lot of thought to ever since, um, you know, I had my, my second kid because I was like, man, I really like playing video games, for instance – I had started a D&D campaign with my friends. That's kind of gone off the rails. Uh-oh. But like, but I hope, to, I hope to get back. And definitely the video game stuff, I found ways to sort of balance it with um, being a new dad. Like, uh, I, <laughs> like around the time we launched the show, like maybe, maybe a few days after I started playing Persona 5, which is this ridiculously long JRPG on, on, on PlayStation 4. Have I finished it? No, but I'm probably at least halfway through. I may have dropped. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that how that ends up going. But the big thing about it that I thought was so awesome was just the fact that nothing is in real time. Like everything is kind of like you can take your time. It even says that on the loading screen. No joke. The loading screen, like whenever you do something, there's a logo of your guy at the bottom corner. And all it says underneath him is take your time. Um so the game literally constantly tells you to chill out. And that was perfect. I could just, you know, put it down. It it didn't even require both of my hands some of the time. Like I'd have a baby and I could do, you know, like choose stuff from a menu or or do some of the, the crazy side activities there are to do. So like I actually got like hours and hours of this game. Like I carve out little bits of time. Mm-hmm. And it and it it's it was really like rewarding to find that space so i would tell somebody who's like got a a new kid and stuff like yeah you might not be able to play like some action smorgasbord like god of war but you can you can you can totally there are games that lend themselves better to to like being a you know being a dad with a newborn that sort of stuff yeah i i found that uh, the greatest asset for the next generation these generation of consoles is is the 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 soft like the I don't know what you call I almost call it the soft you know the soft power off button but really it's just like it's putting yeah. it in sleep mode and and the fact that with uh, I've had really good luck with the PlayStation of just holding that that PlayStation button and going going into sleep mode and and it just pops right back open similar to on the Switch so like any any PlayStation game that's 
that's single player and doesn't rely on some sort of connection to continue core functions, I consider it, you know, it's dad approved, you know, or, or parent approved, I should say, and that it, it allows you to just pause whenever you want and, and kind of, you know, suspend the game. I haven't had as much luck on the Xbox, although it, it has worked. I've been, I've been toying around with Assassin's Creed Origins and, and I've been, I've seen it kind of in work in motion where I, I always make sure it saves because I'm, I'm kind of a little paranoid because we have power outages all the time. Um, or like brownouts or whatever with, what with living in the city and it being very hot. Um, but yeah, like being able to pause, especially with small, small children. And, and even as they get older with their nap times, um, being so fluctuating, you know, at at any given, no, any given moment, like they could be snapping awake and, and starting a a crying fit. And, and, you know, I've even had friends say like, Hey, you want to play Overwatch? It's like, I would love to, but like, A, I'll have to have like half an ear out and B, I might have to run, which affects your gameplay. It's like, ah, it's just, it's not worth it. I'd rather just be able to pause whenever I feel like I, I need to step away. Right. And that's a good point because I, that's the one thing I don't know how to necessarily fit in will be like online multiplayer games, games where I, you know, I'm playing with my friends. Cause you're right. The insta pause, the ability to sleep on the PlayStation and the ability like the, the Switch has of being extremely flexible. I think one of the reasons the Switch has ha- had this moment in the past year is it has coincided with the first gaming generation becoming dads and moms. Um, uh, just on my Facebook, uh, or on my Twitter rather, like there's a lot of these notable podcast personalities. I think these guys like Jeff Kanata and, and Daniel Dwyer who are having – who are like, oh, I, I've just had my kid and now I'm 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 balancing all this sort of stuff and thank God for the switch. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I just shelled out last week. I'm going on vacation soon. I was like, I'm gonna buy the switch. I've heard so much about it. I've I've been putting it off. I had been putting it off because I have a Wii U that I bought for Zelda because all the switches were sold out. Um and I remember so that much conversation. <laughs> Yeah, so much of the content for the Wii U is is uh, on Switch, and like in terms of original content for the Switch, there hadn't been a bunch. But I realized at this point, like the amount of stuff, especially even in the PC indie games, the Rocket Leagues, the Fortnites, um, and all that. Even if it's buying the same games I have on PC and other places. What I'm getting on the Switch is that absolute flexibility. And as a dad, that's super, super important. The fact that I can set up here, that I can suddenly have a controller and be playing, or that I'm playing a portable system, or that mm. I'm, I'm throwing it on the TV. Like, I totally appreciate that so much. So I, I hear you on the PlayStation sleep button. It's like a microcosm of that. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny how uh, console games always seem to be these innovators where and i know pc gamers are gonna be like ah up in arms but the the sleep button is something that doesn't exist on pc like you can't you can put your game into you can put your pc into hibernation mode but i don't know if it would like the game would come back intact similar to how the consoles were like i don't quote me on it but like something about a computer going to sleep would would not be cohesive to a video game i don't think like i don't know how that would work but well i'd be curious about the you know the gamer laptops like you just close the laptop and then it goes to sleep i'd be curious about that if like you just close it and you you pop it open if you would see any adverse effects or maybe just the same way i mean really like the segment you know where we talk about geeky stuff like i don't think it's always going to be like man sleep buttons are the best like i think this is just like a general conversation about like the function itself but but in terms of like it allows us to play it allows parents to play these games like god of war and uh i I love i've been playing a lot of my 3ds you know for um for my fire emblem heroes podcast we're doing a game club so we're playing through some old you know fire emblem games and the ability to just like close that clamshell Right. And then set it down and be like, I'll come back to this next nap or, or once the kids go down. It's just, it's such a cool innovation. And and even with phone games, but the, the thing is like with phone games, like I honestly would, I just prefer the the console experience similar to being on a 3DS or, or the Switch for that matter. Like I'd rather play on those systems than yeah. than play on my phone or, or even on the on the PC. Like, 
if I'm on my PC, it's got to be something that is exclusive and I got to have time for it. You know, something about the consoles means I can have like, I got 30 minutes to an hour. Let's, let's uh, grind through some levels in, in X, Y, or Z, you know? So you, no, you, you've been playing Persona, you said again, but you've been, what, well, did, you, what did you pick up on Switch? So, so yeah, uh, just the past, um, like, you know, because it's been so long, I took, at one point I bought into the hype of God of War and I started, I got that on, on PS4 and I just forced myself to be able to carve out some time for it because mm-hmm. on the show we're often going to talk about, find you know, finding that time and I just talked about how those games are difficult to play and they are, so like, I'd be doing the sleep, um, you know, the sleep stuff, I'd be putting my kids to bed and then maybe from 10 to 11 at night I would have an hour and then I would play God of War for that, you know, for that hour and often stretch it and then be tired the next day and blah yeah. blah 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 right it's never but, easy being tired at like i always say like to i even said this to ashley i confided in her i said like look you know i'd almost rather stay up and be tired for work the next day than be tired for kids there's something about being tired with two kids who have been sleeping since seven o'clock and they've got yeah. like almost 12 hours of sleep like and then they get naps during the day they use that energy to torture you they might not they, know they're torturing you, but they are, you know, and especially you don't when you're want tired. To short, you don't want to shortchange them either. You don't no. want to be like, I don't want to be parents. It's like, I'm not sure if you remember in, in uh, Netflix, uh, Daredevil season two, the Punisher goes on this giant monologue in a cemetery to Daredevil or whatever. And he's talking about one of his big regrets. And I guess he'd come back from war and he's just broken. And he's talking about how he's just tired all the time. And he's tired and he's tired and he wasn't giving anything to his you know essentially to his kid and like there's something heartbreaking about that and when i think about it like i want to have the energy for my kids but i need two types of rest to get there i need the sleep rest Mm -hmm. but i also need that time for myself you know that that time to so it's a balance it's a balance of having both and when you have a game like that sit digs its hooks into you like and you're like okay I'm, i'm just gonna play this for an hour well like it takes you a little while to get immersed into it and then next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to do this one other thing. I'm just going to do this one other thing. And then you've doubled your hour. And then it's like, it's midnight, which whatever you go to bed. And then, and then maybe you got to wake up a couple of times in the night with, with the kid and stuff. Then the next day you're wrecked at work, which is fine, as you said, but then you get yeah. home in the evening and then your kids are like excited. You have this small window where you're seeing your kids and stuff in, and, and mm-hmm. you don't want to be at your absolute worst at that time, right? So. It's never so. First thing, like any boss is listening, like it's not. It's not okay to be tired at work, but you can. It's it's low. It's lower energy if if you if you know your day. Like if you're heading into like day long meetings, you're probably not going to want to you know start recording a podcast at ten o'clock. But like. If you're just going to have a day at the office and you're just, you know, pushing emails through and doing like your, your, your normal tasks, like a little coffee goes a long way, but you're right. Like eventually when you get home, I I always say this to Ashley, sometimes when I go on vacation, I said like, okay, I'm going to buy two energy drinks, uh, and, and they're sugar free. So they don't like make me crash. They just kind of give me that extra boost for like a couple hours of focused, focused gaming. And I say, I'll have an energy (laughs) drink, you know, just, just one day on my vacation and she's awesome enough to just let me sleep in, you know, like an hour even. But I always feel like shit the next day, you know? And you feel so bad because, like, you just, you're right. Like, I, I mean, you pulled probably, you're probably the only one that pulled that one sentimental message from the season two of Daredevil where the Punisher, who kills a lot of people, uh, says something that it, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I was just tired all the time and I didn't pay attention to my kids. It's like... It's like, yeah, you feel like like crap, but those days are going to happen, right? There are going to be days when you just don't have the oh, energy. Oh, yeah, you can't, you know? you can't lay You can't your, be on the all dad. the time. No, you can't lay the dad guilt too heavily on yourself. No. But the, the parent guilt. Like, we're, you know, we're two dudes, but, like, it applies across the board. I say to Ashley, like, you know, oh, she needs to get, like, you need, you need some time to yourself. Like, so she went to, um, she went and saw Reba. Like, if we're going to talk about geeky stuff, she loves Reba. She loves country music. And she's like, I kind of want to go see Reba and Aurelia. And I'm like, yeah, go. Go, and then I'll have I'll take care of the kids. And, like, lucky enough, the kids just, they like, slept through the night and, and whatnot. It was fine. But, 
and I look super good. <laughs> She's yeah, always texting you know, me like, how are the kids? I was like, yeah, you know, I slipped them a little NyQuil. Well, they're fine. So I was like, that's all good. I, I, the reason I didn't lump parent guilt together is because mm. in no way do I consider dad guilt anywhere near as, as intense as mom guilt. Like mom guilt what? is the worst. Oh, yeah, it's oh, worse, yeah. Yeah, moms moms will will drive themselves insane with like, oh no, my kid, you know, my kid did this that isn't, you know, I I I didn't bring my kid a hat at daycare and they're getting more sun than they should, and I'm the worst mother of all time, you know, Hi. like so so definitely I, but I have the you know the dad guilt for me is just like if I recognize I've done something to keep my energy low and so that my kid is not getting the best version of me i'm allowed i allow myself days like that but it's mm-hmm. just like overall I, it I can't be every day and and i and i'll notice a pattern like and i'll i'll, I'll pull up as, as as best i can as quickly as i can and like sometimes you have a busy day at work or you're you're working late and 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 then you just want to come home and 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 play video games but really like i would i've been i've been kind of like looking at it the opposite way it's like i just want to go home and just sit on the floor and like just play some some freaking paw patrol you know like you got your little toys and you make up a little story it's like that's kind of almost as 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 fun but what i found it's done is you know leaning in that i found like once i do have an evening to play so saturday night when when ashley was at her concert and and i was home with with the kids and the kids were in bed i sat there and i'm like oh i have all i have free time what do i do <laughs> you know like what right, like what game do I play? Like, do I even want to play games? Like, and you feel yeah. like, or you feel that pressure to be like, okay, I've got this time now. I need, I need to use it to like its maximum. Right. Yeah. And, and getting back to sort of the switch stuff, like and to answer your question, like God of War aside, which I've, I've just finished and I'm doing the after sort of the after content at this point, like oh, tracking nice. down Valkyries, all that sort of stuff. Great um, game, by the way. Oh yeah, it's just it's just amazing, and it's funny because the the game that I'm playing now is is Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch, and I'm playing it at the same time. Like so, I'm sometimes I play a little God of War, then I play a little Odyssey, and they couldn't be more different, and they're they both being extremely critically uh, well received. And I think about it like so: what are the three games that I play? I play Persona Five. Mario Odyssey, God of War. These are like top tier heavy hitter games that are critically adored. And one of the benefits, if you will, of of um, you know being time deprived mm-hmm. is you cut out you cut out the crap. You just go for the best. You know, like you have time. You know, I, am I going to play a game that is uniformly given seven on ten by all the critics? Probably not. You know, like probably that's not going to fit into you know it, the, you know what I want to do, unless it's of interest. Like I remember you and Jocelyn, you're talking about vampire all the time. She has an interest in that sort of medium. Mm-hmm. I'm super interested in Spider-Man as a character. There's a Spider-Man game coming out in September that I have a feeling is going to get really good reviews. But let's say it didn't, I would still be playing that game because I'm yeah. really, really invested in that property, right? I. And that's that's another thing is like respecting your free time, which in in kind is respecting also, you know your your partner's free time as well as as your time with your your kids and and the time with your you know the rest of your family. In that, I've often kicked myself for playing a, a bad game or a subpar game or a game like you know you just don't have time. Like you have your God of Wars, you have your Spider Man's, you have your you know your other things and. And uh, and just vampire doesn't really fit into that equation. It shouldn't have. That game was not great. You know, it did not fit with what what we what I saw as a, as a quality game. It worked for some people. It didn't work for me. Yet I saw the need to after discussing it on several ep- or one ep- one episode, which was very focused on on vampire, um, going back to it and putting another ten hours into it and trying to finish it and dragging myself across that finish line and then you feel like trash at the end and and maybe what was what you had positive or remembered positively from that game is no longer there because you've just you've like slammed it into the floor you know and uh and i've been trying to get better at like drawing the line yeah like figuring out like what what's the line where am i playing am i enjoying myself while also being able to produce good content while also being able to relax 
and I think I've found like a pretty good a pretty good uh, line like a level and um, just be due to free time and uh, I, I and will... energy drinks yeah that's a mistake though because you just feel like garbage the next day and you just feel sick and it's like why did I trade like maybe an hour or two of maybe being more awake for an entire day of stomach aches and just nothing tasting right and i love you coffee i will never turn on you no coffee's great like i'm having a decaf right now because i know if i didn't have a decaf i would be up all night but a decaf is like i just like brown warm liquid so i will as long as it tastes like coffee doesn't need to have caffeine and i'm pretending right now it's working that's a back of the box quote for you ryan like Mm. somebody could put out like just brown (sighs) crap liquid i just like brown warm liquid it's brown warm it is brown warm liquid because it's decaffeinated coffee it just tastes like coffee but it's just brown liquid and it happens to be hot (laughs) (laughs) that's as good a segue as ever about parenting stuff so the deal is on this podcast and i think we've done a, we've done a lot of this already and it all segs together it's like we're, we're talking about our parental experiences we're talking about our our our, our love of some of this geek stuff yeah. and how we balance it how we make it work in our life and sometimes those stories are going to be about how we fit a game in how we got the it, how we put a D campaign with our nerd friends in other times it's going to be you know something ridiculous our kids did or something or a learning experience we went through. Now I, I have one to share that I've gone through the past night, but before I, I get into that, I see here on the notes that you have something <laughs> and I, I'm very curious about it. So can you, uh, yeah, you it's a good explain? one. I will explain it. So basically what happened was I'm at work and Ashley texts me and she's like, Caden did something weird today. And I'm like, Oh, what happened? And then I get home and we discuss it and it's like, Caden, you know, stole these two items from the dollar store. So like Ashley's pushing the stroller and Abby's in the stroller. Yeah, he's he's straight up, straight right into Compton or whatever, whatever that rap thing is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, they're in the dollar We're store. We're so white. I know. I'm not in, I'm not, I'm not one of those <laughs> guys who got into rap worry. music. Um, you should talk to Bo. Anyway, just should I? Going. Okay, I will. Uh, you know, eventually don't we'll ever, have. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't I mean, ever open that box. <laughs> I feel like I do every time I listen to There Will Be Dungeons. <laughs> or four, for that matter. Or Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Um, so, anyways, uh, they're in the dollar store. They're pushing the, the stroller. We have a double stroller. So, Abby's in one seat and Caden refuses to get in the other. He wants to walk. So, Ashley's pushing it through the aisles. And she will sometimes load items into the into the stroller. Uh, in this case, I think she was putting it in the in one of the seats. She goes to cash out. She leaves the store. She gets home. She looks in the stroller, and there's this like, you know, those shitty Blu-rays or DVDs. You see, it's it's a DVD. It's the dollar store. You know, those shitty DVDs that you see at the dollar store that clearly no one should be watching this. There's better content on Netflix that has been just shot out of a cannon and and thrown the Netflix original logo on it. Like there's better stuff there. So it's like this really crappy DVD and some dog toy that he had put in the stroller while they were shopping. And I said to Ashley, it's like, well, obviously he didn't know what he was doing. He was just kind of putting it in the cart. Like he wasn't like, he wanted you to pay for it evidently, or he just thought he was being funny. And uh, I said to Ashley, I said, well, I guess you got to return it, right? You just bring it back to the store and, and you explain to Caden, you know, you don't do that unless you're actually willing to pay for it. Uh, she took it back to the store and explained what happened. And the lady's like, you didn't have to bring that back. You could have just kept it. It's like a, it's like a shitty DVD and a, and a dog toy. Like, you didn't need to do that. It was just really weird to be like, it was kind of funny. But I know it's one of those instances where if you laugh and he connects the dots of like shoplifting is funny. And then every time yeah. you go to the store, he throws something into the cart, hoping that... See, Mommy, it's not a big deal. The lady working at the dollar store said it was too cool for school. It's all good. Let's do it. Uh, it was just kind of funny in the moment, I think. It is funny because it's like, I also have a, like, a dollar store lesson. Uh, my daughter, Gwen, the, just this past weekend, she got given $10 from her aunt, who she rarely sees, with 
being told that she could spend it at the dollar store. So she was yeah. desperate to go. So we took her there and it was one of those things where obviously she bought more than $10 worth of stuff and we made her make choices and put stuff back so that she would learn like, this is what you can afford, you know, with money, with the $10. And we were really proud of her too. And all that sort of stuff. Like, I'm like, wow, man, she did a really good job. She made the hard choices. I'm like, no, you can only have one of these things. You got to put it back. And meanwhile, Caden screwed the system. It was just like, wow, I'd take it anyway. I'm like, just, <laughs> just, throw, just throw it in there. What? Slipping Price it on the radar. It. Worst case scenario, mommy buys me a DVD. Best case scenario, we get off with it scot-free. Um, no, what was she, the DVD? Yeah, I gotta I, know. It was like some animated thing that looked like, you know, like second rate sort of animated. Th- I don't know. It was a cartoon of some kind. And it's like, I'm not watching this. You know, uh, you're taking this back. It's not even good enough to steal. Um, so like, uh, I taught him a valuable lesson that valuable lesson that day. No, I, I mean, we just, we kind of just explained to him. It's like, yeah, you know, this is like not how things work. And then, you know, kind of shortly after that, uh, we went similar situation. We went up to my, to my Nana's, which is great grandmother. And she's like, now here's $5 for you and $5 for Abby. You guys go to the dollar store. And we took him to the dollar store and I found it kind of weird. Like, I feel like he's too young to try to be grasping money because now I feel like... How old is he? He's two and a half. Oh, yeah, that's young. Yeah, so, like, I feel like now he's going to connect going to these stores as always an opportunity to, to, to get something. And, I mean, I'm all for him. It's cute, him, like, here's my money, and then, like, getting the stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Like, it just seems a little young. It, it's tricky, and, like... I, we sort of recognize that if we go into a when it's very difficult getting into the giving or something, right? Like, uh, she'll, you know, especially, and it's so easy too because it's so cheap. So it's like, oh, you want the frozen fridge magnet? Yeah, sure, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll give her like arbitrary limits. You're allowed like one thing or whatever. Um, and when she brought her money, it, it, it's a different ballpark. So there was an opportunity for her to learn, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. And look, Kate didn't learn about shoplifting. Gwen learned about budgeting. I mean, the dollar store, the school of tomorrow. Right? Well, since they're getting the Ontario uh, education, they might as well have learn it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want them learning sex ed at the dollar store, but. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. They'll have an aisle for that. Yeah. Um, well, they already do. I, uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the Peterborough dollar store. <laughs> the Peterborough dollar store different. sells pregnancy tests and. I don't oh. want laughing. Don't no offense to the dollar store, but like if I was trying to figure out, you know, if my significant other was pregnant, I would want to be damn sure. And maybe the dollar store pregnancy test may not be your best bet to figure out. Be like, oh, I think I think you're pregnant. Not 100 percent sure, though. So I bought seven other kids. Yeah. All from the dollar <laughs> store when you probably yeah. could have bought one from shoppers and just been done with it. But no, yeah, they, I think they have they have uh, I they have the the grand scheme of things. They have the pregnancy test, and they have like you know obviously condoms as well. So it's like I don't know if I'd want to buy any oh, of that at the dollar store. Yeah, also condoms at at the dollar store doesn't seem necessarily like the best place to buy a condom. You can oh. go to like any church and just pick them out of a fishbowl. Like I'm pretty sure that's how that works, right? Really? Churches no, it's not church. It's like I think it's that like, seems like the absolute last place i would expect You're right. condoms it's not church it's uh it's um it's one of those places like uh what is it like health places like doctor places but it's not a doctor's office clinics it's clinics I yeah. Just, I, yeah i just wouldn't be picking condoms out of a fishbowl i it's not my you know the the chance of failure you might catch an std by like going through the fishbowl is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm like, so you didn't catch an STD from the condom protected you, but it turns out the outside of the wrapper of the condom was covered <laughs> with STDs. I don't know why you rub the the wrapper all over your genitals, yeah. but that's not part of the process. <laughs> that's not part of the process. <laughs> um, so, so the other the other thing I wanted to add real briefly is just because mm-hmm. and what I mentioned off the top of the show was essentially that my life has been friggin' upside down. Yeah, sort of like the Fresh Prince's. Except that I have now gotten it back in some semblance of order, and I'm totally jumping the gun here because it's been less than 24 hours. Yes, it certainly but has. I've done sleep, sort of sleep training. Now, 
we just talked about mom and dad guilt and sleep training is one of those things um sometimes known as cry it out like that's one form of sleep training and we did a little bit of a softer version of, of something like that. But it's something that a lot of people kind of look down on and uh, will be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this to your child. You're horrible monsters. Um, and we went down the Google rabble. This is our second kid. And and so, like, we were a little less uh, anal, I guess, about, about this than we were last time. But this past weekend, like, we're recording on a Tuesday – Saturday and Sunday was absolutely brutal. So since my kid's been born, Clara's been falling asleep either in this carrier, either in the car when it's driving, or in the car seat when I'm rocking it. I know we don't have a video of the podcast, but for you, this is your benefit. There's blisters all over my hand from, like, rocking the stupid car seat. Uh, and it got to the point, like, at least we would rock the car seat or we would walk her around and she would fall asleep. And at night, she would, like, we would do that transfer, like, a bomb transfer onto the onto our bed. I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor in Clara's room and Jesse was sleeping with Clara in our sort of queen-size bed. And... Uh, if it was a successful transfer, she would sleep a good chunk of the night. She would get fed a couple of times and we were getting okay sleep, but it started getting worse and worse. It was harder to put her to sleep. We would put it, we would rock and rock. She'd fall asleep. I'd put it down and then she would immediately wake up. <laughs> and it, it, I wanted like, I, I was exhausted on the weekend as was Jesse. Uh, and we're going on vacation next week. And they say that, and, when you do that, when, when you do sleep training, you need to stay in the same location uh, for two weeks to give your kid the chance to get used to this. She'd never slept in her crib. She'd never whatever. And so we said, screw it. We can't take this anymore. And so last night I put her in her crib. I did like I read her a book. She'd had a bath or whatever. I told her what was going to happen. Closed the door. Mm -hmm. She started crying. Not too bad. Um, and then every five minutes I would sort of poke in and I, I wouldn't touch her. I would just say, you know, Clara, our daddy's here and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, it took like about 50 minutes and then she fell asleep and she slept from seven 30 to like one 30 in the morning. She woke mm -hmm. up, press fed, went right back to sleep in her crib mm -hmm. all the way to like six 30 in the morning. Heaven. Honestly, it was heaven. It was heaven. And then tonight, all, all day today, she did all her naps in her crib and all this. So I just say to people who are listening and like being a mom or a dad who's like, oh, we can't we can't make our kid, you know, cry or whatever. Or or, you know, we're going on this vacation and every Web page imaginable says, don't do this thing. Look, if you are at the end of your rope and you can't stand it anymore, you owe it to yourself to do it like you owe it to yourself to be well rested for your mm -hmm. significant other to be well rested so like just just bite the bullet and do it and if one of you in the in this case my wife is less comfortable with it than the other then maybe it's an opportunity for the one that is more comfortable to say like look i'll take the lead on this you'll see it work and then it'll be easier for you and, you'll be, you, know, you play the bad cop you know in in sleep training and and i i, I mean <laughs> we did it with Caden. And it was one of those scenarios where it's like, you just have to listen to them cry. And uh, you just, uh, you got a deal, you know? And you and yeah, you, st you stick your head in. It's like, hey, Caden, it's okay. You know, just go to sleep and I'll come check on you in 15 minutes. Don't worry. And they're young enough where they don't understand what you're saying, but they kind of understand the aspect of like, they hear your soothing voice. But yeah, like you just have to, you have to let them cry it out. And um... I'm just gonna jump in here because I feel horrible, and I know that I know that uh, there's a good chance my wife, in her tiredness and lack of, uh, you know, being able to listen to all the podcasts I do, will not listen to this episode. So I oh, can tell you, you so I can tell you without, uh, hopefully, her finding out. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna email her this. So so uh, yeah. The way I, you know, the way that I portrayed it, obviously, is that I'm sitting in the room. She went out walking with Gwen and I portrayed it like, oh, I'm sitting in the room next door. And I was just, oh, attentive to her needs and listening, li listening to her, the pitches change of her crying. And then, you know, just went in at the right 
times to calm her down. But in reality, what I did was I got my phone, I set a timer for every five minutes, and then I just played Switch. Um, <laughs> it, 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 uh, and look, part of it is that I I found it very difficult, so I didn't want to listen to five minutes of crying or whatever. And I was like, I'll just play. And then, then I take off my headphones sometimes after the timer is close to five minutes, and I'd be like, oh, she's not, not crying maybe she's asleep and then i'd be like ah! and i'm like oh, okay maybe not and i had the monitor in which that i could check on her but i i got like in the time that she was sleep training i got like seven power moons in mario so not so bad you know and that's and good the, progress you gotta you gotta get your time in when you can and when you're sleep training like you you have to kind of distract yourself in a way where you're not it's true listening thank you Ryan. to to the crying and 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 you ignoring the crying like they sometimes they can cry themselves into into a fit. I remember, um, I remember Abby was was it yeah it was Abby. She was sick, and when she got sick, if you laid her down just so, she would just projectile vomit. And and my oh. biggest fear was like she was gonna vomit and it was gonna come back down on top of her and she was gonna choke, and then she would and and you'd hear her like coughing and you'd you'd have to like. You trained your brain to be as soon as you hear it, you snap out of bed, run into the room, and grab her before she like chokes on this, you know, this vomit. And uh, it was it got to the point where it was like it was the opposite of sleep training, where it was like, okay, um, I'm just gonna. I said to Ashley like we've been up a lot with the baby. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take her, put her in in some sort of. I, I think I wrapped her in a blanket downstairs. I'm just gonna watch Netflix. I'm gonna sit here and I'm just gonna just gonna watch the baby make sure she sleeps and, and i'm just gonna stay up until she's up up you know just to make sure that you can sleep because we weren't sleeping we were just we were constantly half asleep waiting for the for the next uh get sick moment and but like the same thing with with uh, the opposite with sleep training is you have to eventually you understand that it's for the better for both you and your kids because both my kids are sleep trained now you know Caden, i put him down at seven and like I got home from a from a work dinner, like nine thirty before we started recording, and I went. I beelined it. I said, obviously, I said hi to Ashley, and then I beelined it for Caden's room, and I, I can pick him up out of the crib, hold him, have a conversation with him. You know, yes, no's like, you know, hey, Caden, Daddy's home. Like, I'm back from work. How's it going? And he he just he's zonked. So he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you wake up your kid? I don't wake him up. Like, I just pick him up, and I hold him, and I you can do the whole, like, you know, it's it's a lot creepier in the book. You know, the love you forever, like you for always thing. God, that book makes you cry. Yeah, it's it's, it's also, yeah, it makes you cry. Like, it's about a parent overstepping their boundaries. Uh, <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Yeah. But no, I, I, I mean, I, he, he's so he's so well-trained in, in sleep that once 9 o'clock hits, he's deep in it. And no, I don't wake, I don't, like, go in and, like, shake him away. It's like, hey, Caden, come on, let's read a book. It's more like you go in and like, you know, give him a kiss, give him a hug and put him back to sleep, you know, especially if you've missed, you know, that bedtime routine. It's it's nice to be able to go in and, and kind of, you know, say hello. Plus, they're so peaceful when they're sleeping. Like you forget how much of, you know, uh, sometimes you can be a little rambunctious little one. Um, but when they're sleeping, it's like, oh, yeah, there's like this peaceful side to you. And you're really sleepy and super cute when you're sleepy. But. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I know that. I just got a message from my wife being like, baby is up, going to let her cry for 10 minutes before responding. I was like, oh, my God, no, it's been one night and I've bragged too early. Uh, we haven't even posted this yet. <laughs> and then it's like, but she's like, oh, she's back asleep. I'm like, oh, hallelujah. So anyway, bottom line is I stand by my original point. Sleep training is awesome. You should all do it. Um, and uh I think honestly, Ryan, like hmm. we we were coming up on an hour here. That's covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, eventually, you know, we're gonna take sort of uh, listener feedback and, and uh, both, you know, from so the social medias hmm. as well as from uh, oh, from the socials uh, and the Insta. Yeah. And yeah, no, we're cool. Like we're just because we're dads doesn't mean we're. What's your you know, hashtag? I had this conversation with people today, and it's like, what's your what's your Insta? And I'm like. No, you can't say that. Like, you can't say Insta. I'm gramming all day, Ryan. What's, um, you're what? You're Rick Grimes? I'm gramming all day. Oh, you're gramming. Instagram. 
Yeah. Well, Come someone on, told someone so told square. a joke. It's like how 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 much does a hipster weigh? Uh, a gram. An <laughs> Instagram weighs about two Instagrams. Uh, we should end the show with a with a dad joke. I don't know. We should we'll come up with a dad joke. <laughs> I stole that one from another dad. Speaking of ending the show, yeah, let's uh, end it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move it to just some of the some of the the paperwork. I guess you can uh, visit us on the web at tgistudios.com/dnd. Um, we would love your mail. We'll read it on the show. We'll talk about it. Be it about nerdy stuff. Be it about dad or mom stuff dnd at tgistudios.com is where you can do that uh ryan and i are both individuals of individual natures uh and you can follow us individually on the twitter uh i'm available at croft and steers ryan where can they reach you i'm at uh, r murphy on twitter that's right there's no way he was gonna get at ryan murphy let's fit let's just you know, i could have maybe like when i no. got it Nope, no Armor, chance. There's, no, you're right. R. Murphy was the closest I could get, I think. I remember where pretty, I was. Honestly, at R. Murphy is pretty impressive. Like, there, I mean... The he, cool thing about at Ryan Murphy is that it's just a normal dude whose name is Ryan Murphy. It's not like it's the creator of Glee. I'm Ryan Murphy on the Insta, and I constantly get emails from people like, hey, my friends make fun of me for, for being Ryan Murphy 16. Can I have your account? And I'm like, no. <laughs> No, you can't. Ryan Murphy, creator of American Horror Story. Horror, horror Story. Man, I couldn't even say that right. I blew my own dad joke. Um, so, okay, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, again, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to try to uh, record and post more regularly. Uh, this is the second ever episode of Dungeons & Diapers, so you know we're going to look back at it one time and be like, God, this was horrible. What were we doing? Yeah. But for the moment, we love it and we love you. I'm Crofton Sears. He's Ryan Murphy, signing out. Have a good one. <laughs>